Thank you very much for staying with us. It's 10 minutes after 8 o'clock. You are on Going Up on Opportunity Tuesday. My name is Rem Smavote. So, Sonobi Lendamase is the creator of the iconic Nelson Mandela shirt. For over 20 years, he has been dubbed the godfather of African style and helped shape the design direction of the African continent. He is the executive director, or rather president of uh, the South African Fashion Design Designers Agency, the South African Fashion Designer, uh, SAFDA, that is what it is. Uh, he is also the creator of one of the one of South Africa's biggest design brands, Vugani. If you don't know Vugani, I get to worry about which country you live in. Uh, the, the, those range creations have been there with us for a very long time. They are visible. I wonder you can't hide what he does. It's like it's out there. Uh, the annual Vugani uh, Fashion Awards are on the are one of the highlights of South African design calendar and one of the biggest African fashion events. I can read all of this. By the time I finish, I have to say goodnight to him and goodbye. So maybe we should not do that. Maybe we should have a chat with the man because he's right here in studio. I can cook it home for one. Yeah, I've known you for <laughs> almost 30 years. You still look the same. More I'm blessed. Yes. And I you are. I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even call the, the, the pun that I usually use, yeah. whereby yeah. I would say, I am dark and lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be copyright infringement. <laughs> Good to have you here. Good uh, to be with you and your listeners as well. Thank you very much, my brother. You know, because this conversation, while it will be about the business and stuff, but it's also about the man. We celebrate the man. That's the reason of this conversation. So Thank we you. like to start where it all begins. Silande api vela ko na lena. Ngumfa waka upi vela apu eno so 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 no bile wazalo api wakulela api before you became this iconic brand that you are. Uh, thank you very much for those accolades. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm humbled. Um, <clears throat> Sonobil Sonobil is born and bred from the Eastern Cape, and um, he comes from which, the which part of the Eastern Cape? Awe na sonobu zumbu zupendu is born and bred <laughs> in the Eastern Cape. Yeah, from the area that is called Libode. From that, from the royal family, as you know, that Ndamasas mm-hmm. are of royal origin. Yeah. And then I come from the region called uh, right there, Elibodo Toksem Tombe. But then I was battered in East London. That's where I was battered from in East London, where I was groomed up and uh, made the man that I am. So, so when did you leave uh, Liborde to go to the? To, I was to still very, I was still very young at that time. I went. I had to go to uh, to East London at the time that I was still very young. My mom actually is the one that found that uh, we are a family of six. From I'm actually with the siblings of six. Yeah. Um, it's myself. Actually, I'm not the first one. The first one is Linda. And then comes my brother, which is Zola. May his soul rest in peace is no more. And then comes Kolani, who is also no more. Then comes uh, Noma Lady. 
and then comes uh, Weleka. I mean, comes me, okay. and then Welekazi yes. thereafter. Yeah. And then my mom actually decided to take us to East London. Reason is one is that he says that he wanted to open up us from the bigger space of what happened in an urban area than a rural area. Yes. You will know that when you grew up in the rural environment, especially if you come from the royal family, there are those kind of ways and actually that you are called prince. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then mine was yes. you know, you're given all those yeah, things. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when then you get these things, my mom, because mom was very open, she found that if then we stay there as our daily bread and kulela corner and everything is done there. It's gonna be a problematic from uh, from her to have people that have got an open minded, so to speak. That was her thinking, mm. and then she decided to take us away from that at that time. That was in the sixties, and then after she did that, we grew up in East London. From East London, we started to be involved into quite a number of activities and nobody cares who we are. So East London is Salapi. M Danza. M Danzan. Selokshin. Selokshin Kengu. Ah. Nobody cares whether you are a prince, you are a what yeah. princess, and what if you just one person yeah. you live with everybody around you. That's what my mom wanted so you, as well. At that time you are experiencing this rough South Africa. This is the late sixties. This is the South Africa that is Horrible for black people in Which those townships. Yes, very much so. We are exposed to dumpers. We are exposed to quite a number of things. And then another thing that my mom actually started to teach us are the shows of the household. Yes. Now there is no men because you cannot go and look for cows and all those yes. kind of things. So you have to wake up in the morning and do the shows of the house and clean the house. Because my mom would believe you have to go and buy the bread and uh, bring the bread and mili-mili and go and bring all those things. Because he says, when you grow up, all of you guys, there is no way that you might be uh, having wives or any of that. Why then I'm doing that? I'm doing that so that I can make it a point that you are all rounded kind of a person. Yeah. Even if ever you are doing anything, you must know all corners of the house. Don't know only one corner. Mm. And that was the key of making us to humble ourselves to what is available out there in the marketplace. Mm. So you then, I suppose you go to school in East London. Uh, yes. You I finish your school in East London. I did not finish my school in East London. Yeah. I finished my school in Butterworth. Okay. That is where the that was in the at that time actually that was early in the in the in the seventies and eighties. Then I went to Ekua to finish up my matric. And then there when I get there at Ekua. Like that. Rams then I ended up being made the, because in, in, in East London there was boxing. Yeah. So I was made the promoter. I was made the prefect. I was made the bell ringer. I was the 
boys choir yeah. i was in the choir everything was happening to me i was doing almost even on the, on the girl guides i was asked to go and be a promoter actually fundraiser for for girl guides wow. and i ended up meeting quite a number of prominent people people that had in you you know yes. and then I'm this flamboyant man yes. all over. Man There's about no, town. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm a dresser as well, a sneeze dresser at the time. <laughs> yes. And uh, then I'm also very focused because why then I was becoming too focused is because out of the five of, I mean, out of the six of my mom kids, then um, I was the only one who was very pushy as in terms of education. Mm. And also, I had this thing in my back of my mind that my mom took us all the way from a trans guy and took us to the sky then. Then, yes. You know? And here I am. I'm this. Guess what? Another piece that I forgot is that, hey, I'm going to skip in the year. Yo. 1975. You almost the, left the country. I almost left the country. I jumped on the train when the train was moving. So you I had already been recruited. Mom, I was already recruited and everything. I but am inside. Of then click of my mom. I said, never. You know, this woman has carried us this far. And there's nothing that you will have at hand because I do not know what's going to happen on the other there. side. In the outside, hmm. I jump on the train. Wow! And then, as they say, you know, you never know who you are until then you expose yourself on some of these particular things that are happening around yes. you. And when you look back, that's why they always say, "Let's count our blessings and name them one by one." Yes. Because yes. most of the time we always look at the bad side, and in the meantime, God is trying to. There's a say that says, "You know why, God, you drive me to the river, you know, and I become this kind of a person who's wet. I can't even drive." He says, "No, the reason that I drive you straight into the river it is because I know that your enemies can't swim. It's not about you. It's about it's the enemies. About you. It's about your enemies." Wow. Okay, we're going to take a short break and then invite you into this conversation. Uh, my guest on Going Up, Sonwabil Ndamase, the creator of the iconic Mandela, Nelson Mandela shirt, and the executive president of the South African Fashion Designers Agency. He's right in studio. We're celebrating his life. We're going to talk about how he got into business and how he got to do this shirt that, by the way, was almost stolen from him. It got <laughs> dirty at some point, but we continue with that conversation when we come back. Zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. Nani, can you hear that number? So you get to Butterworth uh, and you become this man about town. Everything is on your lap. Was was that the beginning of the man we see today? That was actually a a cherry on top mm. of the men that actually was starting now to get out of the cocoon yes at that time yes butterworth pushes me to get out of the cocoon yes and find yourself and find your and calling then, guess what's happening i'm here in butterworth now i know everybody there i'm this newsy dresser 
a man about town doing so many things and guess, pardon me and guess what is happening the first thing is that i know people who have got new anyway. they come my 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 aunt decide to give me her house to say look after the house and i'm working just only to, to do some few rents yeah. whatever because i know people i network a lot and then after that i hear that i'm being spotted by the lavisas i'm not quite sure do you know danisa lavisa yes, and yes. lavisa mm-hmm. those were the p- people of then in the agencies then they spotted me said no manwena you're not supposed to be staying here in 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 what you call in in rural environment you've got that thing that will make you go get into johannesburg and you can make it there and what if you and then i'm thinking my goodness me i'm starting a new life now i'm wow. going to start a new life now in johannesburg in that big and city in, in that big city and as i know of my sister only and i know of my brother who went there and they don't come back am i going to be the same culprit of hey. this particular city <laughs> <laughs> and guess what's happening immediately uh, if i fast forward then our we, we get into the jet Ewen for the first time very first time that was a jet of mr botol those that knows mr botol men about town then yes. in mali in 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 the eastern cape i get into this jet and then we are told we are coming in for auditions then we come for auditions here in johannesburg for for sabc at the time mm. now coming for this audition for the play that is going to be taking place and these people the malavisa they said we they are going to be our agents we are going to now i i was working at beggars at the time yes. that there was a beggar store yeah. then i had to ask for i mean i i asked for a leave just only for a month because i'm going to johannesburg i left everything of mine in battle because ya buya because ndi ndi tsingba ndi abuya ndi ya ndokoba and afika allah guess other people that just only took me over um you know the um who's this gentleman and in dube was running upram Come on, man! This musician I uh, was writing plays. Oh, Gibson! Uh, Gibson Kente! Gibson Kente! Gibson Kente took me into his house, and what have you? Hey, God knows, now born alive, but like Gibson Kente, how man? As the actors, I usually host them in in, yes. in, in Transkei, and yes. what have you? With all the plays that they used to play, and guess what's happening? I found them. They were struggling. Yes. Some of them sleeping on the floor. On the floor. Yes. in that house in that house and i said cheapers these guys they play big in a small <laughs> pond yes why are they doing this and then i said i can survive here hmm it was a bad thing but i saw that somebody can do something in this gauteng in this johannesburg at the time yes now what happened is one i don't want to go back home I'm saying even if I ever sleep on the floor myself then I'm going to survive. Then I started making a call to my mom and said mama I'm here in Johannesburg send somebody 
where I was staying to come and take my things. But now I'm telling you, I'm going to change the way that things are even with you. Yeah. And my mom could not believe the first thing that happened. He saw me on television on a play. Hmm. And then after that play, then there were other things I was on. I keep on saying, Mama, check your television. And the neighbors as well keep on saying, we've seen your son. We see. That was the main thing first that was having on me that, you know what? I needed to make my parents happy, yes. especially my mom. Yes. That at least you can say, out of my own five kids, I've got one kid mm. at least that could do things better mm. than any other one. And then fast forward, then I started to do fashion design. How do you get in there? Very easy. Yeah, when, I mean, what did you do? I mean, you, you, here's a guy. You know. A guy was working at Beggar Store. Yeah. Now I came in here. I'm meeting quite a number of people, the Lavisas and what have you. Then at the end of the day, I found there was a college that was here in downtown at Bree Street. Yeah. Now I see this uh, Wheel of Wheel College, and then I, go, I went to this college so that I can go and study fashion. Yeah. On my spare time, when then I'm busy with uh, filming on the other side and yeah. so forth, I want to do my studies because I also st uh, enroll myself with Vets Business School. And then one of, because I needed the proper business of fashion. Yes. Not the prima donna yeah. side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm the already real thing. the real thing why our aesthetics are not being shown on the magazines. Yes. Then why everything is not happening here for us? Because I mean, you understand that I was also on a, on a struggle. Yes. And in the eighties, when I arrived, I arrived here in 1984. I mean, in 1985-86. Now, someone on the line, my bra my aunt, my uncle is staying at um, at, at, at uh, Villa Casa Street. Yes. When he stays in Villa Casa Street, he stays not very far from Mama Winnie's yes. house. Yes. And then... And those are the rowdy 80s. Oh, yes, of and course. And if there's one face of the rowdy 80s, it has to be Mama Winnie. It has to be in Mama the Winnie. Way, in the 80s, she was right there. She was right there. Yes. Then when I met, I met her, on when I come out of my uncle's house... The house now that is known today as the at Villa Kazi, which is known as Sakumzi Restaurant, yeah. that's where then Sakumzi is my is my cousin, blood cousin. Ah. So I used to sleep there in that particular house yeah. at that time, and then I saw this guy. I mean, Umame with some securities. Then I went and then I introduced myself to her. Hey, Mamame, this uh, entrepreneurial fashion designer, actor, wala wala wala. Mama looked at my face at the time and said, what? Damase. I mean, you're telling me all these things. A pondo, no her in pondo. Why? You've been sent by the, the yeah, system. The enemy, yes. The enemy to come in and whatever. What stop him, Danam? Sorry, if there's nothing better that you can say, stop it right there. Hey, I'm also very because I wanted what I wanted. Yes. When I left Mama, I had to go back and do what I was doing and continue. Then I met Zinzi in town. 
Then I started to be friendly with Zinzi, and Zinzi just warm up on me as well. And then we become friends, but not that close. Yeah. And then I left her as well because I always wanted to do my things the way that I wanted to do. Guess what? My sister was already here. Fortunately or unfortunately, she was caught up in her house where she was staying. She had the grenades all the ammunition mm. of the ANC. And on the other side, the boyfriend was one of Umkontowesi's young lions. Now, that young boy was very close to Umama. Mm. Now, somewhere <clears throat> along the line, this boy get killed. And my sister on the other side got arrested. And when she got arrested, thereafter, they were looking for this Ndamase that this lady is from is from Endamasa family. And then Zinzi started to meet with me and then told me about this. Who are you to this particular lady? I said, no, 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 that's my sister. And you know what? When fate actually is going to drive you, it will drive you back to where you belong. And then Mama, we started. We drove together first to go and look for this particular young boy's uh, body yeah. at Baragwanath. Mm -hmm. And guess why Mama was dressed? I started again to infuse back to politics again. In that, whereby we have to look for this man who was killed in Soweto, uh, Orlando, and then we have to go back and find him and find the body and then go back and find my sister so that my sister must be released. That's how we get to closer to Mama wow. and then as they say, the rest is history because I ended up now being one of the people that mama could send anywhere at any given time to some of the guys that were still alive at the time. Zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. I invite you to join us in this conversation with our guest on going up, Sonamile Ndabase. Uh, I'm not going to read his uh, biography anymore. Now you know the man. Uh, I now need to get to the point where when you start designing stuff, where do you get your stuff to first? I mean, I, I don't think that the first thing you designed was a Madiba shirt. No, 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 not at yes. all. Yeah. I used to design as well for Umama. Yeah. Understand that I said to you, I introduced myself to Mama as a designer. Yes. And then Mama could not warm up onto that. Yeah. And then now that we're already now involved into politics and the like, she will start asking me about the fabrics that she has re received everywhere. Can you do something for these? And Zinzi as well will ask me for something. I will do something for Zinzi. I will do something for Zenani at that time. Yes. And then within that, now there was a time whereby that I had to be released. And in the 90s. Yeah, when 1990, da exactly. Yes. Yeah. When Dada then was released, I then immediately then was invited by Mama Winnie so that I can come and meet with Udata. Mm -hmm. And then when I meet with Udata again, then Mama started to narrate the stories Katata and Dada as well started to narrate the story of um, what is it that he would like, she would like, he would like to have as part of because he started to say to me oh i understand that uh, you have been dressing my family here uh who are you and then i said i'm so nobile in said, oh a pondo can a pondo be in a position of designing or are you a tailor 
Oh, when now you have been touching my wife, when eh? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine him saying that. Yes, and then when I've done, and then Tata then started to narrate the story when he was in Robben Island to tell you the honest truth how that had started up to dress in the manner in which he was dressing. Yeah. It was not for fashion statement. It was for health purpose. Tell us more. You would understand that when Tata actually was released from uh, from uh, uh, Polsmore already yeah. at the time, he was already ailing uh, through lungs, uh, infection and, 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 and other you know, um, health purposes. Yeah. Now, to wear that particular shirt, he needed something that is cool and something wow. that is going to help him not to carry anything and also something that he can wear when he leaves the political arena in terms of actually speaking to the rally. Yes. And Nemi Gwenya and everybody, he must feel presentable. Yes. And when then he comes to the boardroom, he must not go and change. He can meet the captains of the industry. Also having wow. the same image so that at the end of the day he can uh, keep the the the, the 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 look and feel. Yes. With everybody. And also you must understand that he was trying to merge people on the political arena because you find the long, uh, young lions fighting and then you find the big captains, people who have money as well fighting and saying that we are not going to give away our money, we are not going to run away, we are not going to be doing anything, we are here to stay and then the other side. and one, So he had to be, meet all these people, both of these yes. particular end and fuse them together. In the meantime, whilst he was doing the same thing, on the other era, Mama actually is the one when I sat down with her, she just do a little bit of a sketch to say to me, you look at this particular sketch, so I'll be like, can you execute this for my husband? Yes. And then I did exactly that to execute all what I was being given and make it a point that when I brought into that, that, that uh, warm up into the whole thing, but at the beginning, he could not warm up into the whole look and feel because yeah. he was trying to yes. find himself. Yes, and because, you know, and yes. Even his Tembu royal people will call Mama Win. She even Mama told me, said, you know, Obo Matanzima, they were calling me, said, how um Tembu ngoko yetoni lento ayenzayo kalenjelangme bangayo. You know, but I loved him when he started to warm up. He ended up actually protecting me and protecting also everybody. If you remember as well, uh, uh, Bishop Tutu at the time, yeah. he was also he was also trying to scorn him yes. about the shirts. And then he come back to him and said, "You are all, I'm better off because I'm wearing yeah, a shirt. you're wearing a dress. Wearing, <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember that. Yes. I remember so, that. So I get this kind of protection from him and the family and the like. So I ended up doing all that and... Uh, you know, it was fun, actually working with Utata, and he even invited me in his uh, as part of his entourage when he had to reciprocate to the Queen. When the Queen was here, and then he had to go to London, I was one of his entourage as well. Wow. But in 1994, as well before our election, I also received the proclamation of the city of Atlanta, whereby it was proclaimed that 13th of March is Vugani Day. 
and I had to meet with Coletta King, the wife of Martin Luther King, and then been taken because I said I had a dream. And that dream is to see the aesthetics and the clothing industry of our country can be recognized and change the dressing code. Then it happened really because I was at the tombstone of Martin Luther King. And guess what? When I came back into South Africa at the time, and then I was also being in a position when then the, the, the former president, Tata Nelson Mandela, may his soul rest in peace. And then when he then, I mean, people started to change now when they talk about dressing code. If you are going to any event, they will say traditional or Mandela shirt. Now, what then <clears throat> made me to say, I have, I am doing my piece underground because I, I don't need the so much of the accolades and work because I'm not a fashionista. I'm an industrialist. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to get our listeners to participate. But before then, I've got a short message to share with you. When you're away, thieves will play. So make sure that you're insured by the king. Get a quote from King Prize Insurance and stand to win 20,000 rand a week. SMS King to 31989 for a quote today. Standard SMS rates and terms and conditions apply. When we come back, we'd like you to join us in this conversation with Sonobil and Damase. Uh, you now know the story of the shirt. Now you understand where that shirt comes from. But we also want to talk about how he almost lost that shirt. And then we're going to talk about the struggles of designers because he, he probably represents that struggle more than anybody else. It's not always been cozy for him. He has had yes. problems. Thank you very much for staying with us. 18 minutes before 9 o'clock, you are on Going Up. Our guest is Sonobil Ndamase, the uh, creator of the iconic Nelson Mandela shirt. But it's not just that. He is actually a big, big fashion designer and he's put our name out there in the world we'd like us you we'd like you to join us in celebrating him call us on zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven on twitter at rams by the horns we'd like to hear from you but it almost went wrong so so it almost went wrong it i remember when some people of a lighter skin <laughs> saying that no 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 they came up with this shit not this bond of guy who's claiming to own the shirt. Uh, actually, I always laugh when I read and also I happen to interact with, with, with the person in question. Yeah. Because I also find it very interesting how the media, which is at the end of the day, is in, sometimes is in the hands of the lighter skin mm. people. How can I still question one thing? When the person says, I saw this man coming out in Cape Town driving, and then I spoke to the security, security guard, and said, Yes, the president, please give it to the president. On earth, which country? that you can just go and give a president a gift through the security. And which security will ever take something that is being given by a security? You give it to the president said I was given mm. by... A that stranger. Person, a stranger. Mm. 
and everybody buys the story from that angle. But it was easy. Thank you very much. I didn't want to mention. So these are the things that we we don't want to correct. We just embrace. Because somebody is eloquent in putting up whatever it is and then everybody buys the story and creates something around mm. that. But it was agonizing for you. It was a but tough to, time. No, so, to so me, for some reason, the media was starting to believe this other person. Correct. But there's one thing that I love most is that I have never commercialized the Mandela family. Because I knew that was an opportunity for me. I was changing lives. I was assisting people tomorrow. So to, today, when people actually come to me and look for a shirt, I'm also giving back to what Madiba once said to me. He said, for those that never had an opportunity to touch me, but through you now, I would like them to touch me. And have so is the shed still alive? Do people still this, want this, this shed to identify with the man? People still want the shed even now today. I still sell them for international and local people because I'm doing it subtle. I'm not doing it as Madiba. I'm mm. doing it as me, the person that has done this work. Same applies with Umama. Mm -mm. Mama as well endorsed what I was doing because she was there, she understands, she tells the story. Now I keep on asking, if then you've got that, I cannot, I do not have the money to go and fight everybody mm. because I'm not looking after money because unfortunately, I never patent that. That was an unfortunate thing because also um, I could not write on the family's name and find myself. But then the foundation knows exactly what I'm doing. I'm capable and the family as well still supports me mm. on what I am doing. So I'm very much comfortable. That is why you find me. I'm still in the industry even now yes. today. Because I'm not, actually I get so excited when people copy me. So they emulate me. So they multiply me. That's how I look at it. Hmm. Please keep on multiplying me. Please keep on doing what I'm doing. I will never go out there. In fact, that's why I'm still helping young and upcoming designers. I'm still helping in education now. I'm well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. A lot of people who listen to this show run their own businesses, uh, whether formal or informal. And a considerable number of them are in the fashion industry, either as designers or as sellers or stuff like that. And they battle. It's not an easy industry. So, so It is an industry that is still thinking the West is best. It is an industry that still thinks Africa is not good enough. It's an industry where it's just tough to get to break into the market. You can create something astonishing, but to get the big retailers to buy your product and sell it out there in market is difficult. How, how should these guys make it in the market? What should they be doing differently that could get these young designers to be recognized? Um, there's one thing I could say. Passion that is not driven. A passion that is not driven by business and education. It's not a passion at all. Because what then makes most people 
actually gets into this industry, most of them is because they are looking for fun. They are looking for glamour and glitz. Mm -hmm. They think that everything is happening on the ramp. Everybody wants to be on the Facebook. Everybody wants to be on Instagram and everywhere and posting and whatever, but at the end of the day, they can't produce at the end. Yes. You need to understand the intricacies of producing, of working behind the scene, of also dating your hands. If then you are a creative person, have people that are supporting and assisting you. In our industry, for example, you cannot put your hands everywhere and be everything. Embrace all people that you are working with. Mm -hmm. If then you are put somewhere as a supervisor in the institution, you must do your work. Dirty your hands as well. You can't be just a supervisor and fold your arms and think that things are going to happen. Yes. You as well, the owner of the business, you must be the first one to open the door and the last one to close the door. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. You can't be seen in every show that is taking place in Cape Town, Johannesburg, Deben. You are seen all. Who is manufacturing? Who's making the money? That's a question because people first want to expose themselves out there, especially in our industry, the designing industry. It's a very cut, it's a cutthroat industry. Yes. That's why it's called. Yes. It's a cutthroat very industry. Very cutthroat. And, and, and uh, the, the other thing as well, you cannot be going to the suburbs. Our industry is a down. It's, it's, it's downtown industry. Go to New York, you'll find it. They go to Australia, you find everywhere where you find manufacturing is downtown. Yes. It's not on the suburbs. And our people now start to go to the suburbs and think that the rental there is damn expensive. Excuse my punt. It's so expensive. A rental. In the meantime, you are making a garment that you can't even take into the shops. And by the time you take it into the shops, the price is already on the high. Mm. Nobody can afford that. If you can talk about negotiation, people cannot even get into. And on the other side, you must understand that clothing are there to be worn by clients who are buying it. Not the other way around. Mm. Don't give it to people whom at the end of the day, they call themselves celebrities, yeah. and then you give them the garment, and guess but what? But you gave your garment to Matiba. I did not. Matiba paid for most of my garments. Yeah. Same applies with Mama. She paid for some of yes. my garments. Others, it was a gesture because I was already getting the business. Yes. But you can't when you have not yet made it up there and think that by giving away Therefore, it will make, because some of the people, I know most of the people and politicians and the like, who will say, I will market you. And you see some of them even taking away your label. Yeah. Outside, you see the comment, it doesn't have a label mm. anymore. Mm. And then you ask yourself, Ouch. how? This person was saying that is promoting me, but I look at that, this is my signature is wearing, but there's no, there's no label. label. They do that, most of the people. And guess what? Where do you then get your business thereafter? 
Mm. Those are the things that our designers need to need to understand. That is why then sometimes I get to engage myself and sit on some of the projects that I do believe they are going to help and assist the industry, not assisting individual. Yes. I assist the industry at the backstage and changing things. Mm. You know, like Africa Fashion for 4.0 in Daba that is going to be taking place in November. Yeah. This is some Way. of the project that is going to, I'm making the point that I put my hands into. By the time, we'll be then punting that when the time is closer. Yes. But I'm only telling you that these are the industries, um, thinkers or forward thinkers that make it a point that they have to move. It is about moving Africa from a consumption point of view to a manufacturing yes. point of view again. Because you must understand, manufacturing actually was a big industry then before mining. That is during the World War mm -hmm. Two and the World War Three. What happened is that manufacturing has been because it's a it's a, it's, it's labor intensive each designer that leaves from the institution of learning so there's quite a number of jobs that are replicated behind that particular person yes. there's going to be a tailor there's going to be you know quite a number of a secretary there's going to be finance person that has to come in there's going to be a machinist the machinist and there's there's quite a number of jobs that are being replicated by that particular person that becomes a designer if that designer actually gets the assistant that is supposed to be getting. One last word as we conclude. How how can Savda help mainstream some of these small but amazing designers that are out there and they are battling to break into the industry? Is it important for them to come and become part of this thing and learn the ways? How can you help them to really become amazing people in the in the sector we do have mentorship programs yes. that we run within safta we do have a new venture creation through the servicing center mm -hmm. that people have to go through it that how to start a business in this particular sector yes we also an accredited organization servicing center and also by FPNM CETA, which is Fiber Processing and Manufacturing CETA. Yes. We always position ourselves to make it a point that our people do not get, you know, fly-by-night education, yes. fly-by-night fly information. We make it a point that they get more as much as we can mm. in our space. So therefore, if they call on us or they visit us in our website, www.vuganifashions.com, Dot com, or they can work with us or call us at our office hours, which is 011-402-1661 or 2 or 3. Yeah. Those are the, or else they send me an email, sonwabile at vukanifashions.com, so they can do that. Yes. So they will get all those kind of assistance that we are offering, or if then we can, or we refer them, to other people and stakeholders that they can assist them um, in this particular industry. We have a lot of information that we have because we are experienced in this industry. In one minute, what is next for you? What is next for me 
is to make it a point that I create an opportunity that I could also survive in and the legacy that I could leave behind for some of the young and upcoming designers that are interested in the mainstream of the industry. Simple as that. Yebu. That is next. Nothing more than that. That is next. He's been our guest on uh, Going Up. He's a man I have known for so many years and I love his work. I love what we've done for this industry, but most importantly for the African designer because we tend to forget the struggles they go through and until somebody like you comes up and take up the baton, we're never going to know. And I love your work so, so, so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your insights. Continue to grow, but also grow more sources behind you. Very important that we have more behind you. I've passed the baton as well. Yes. So what also, as Madiba would say, it is um, not possible until it is done. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mkhawam. All the best. He is Sonobil Ndamase. He's been our guest on Going Up. This conversation will be on podcast shortly. And all his details will be on our Facebook page, Metro FM Talk with Rams. I urge you, if you are in this industry, do talk to him. You will learn a lot. But before we leave... I heard on the radio that the Lotto Powerball tonight is a hopping 130 million rand. I hope one of you hustlers wins it. Wouldn't it be cool to win it? But in the real world, let me tell you the honest truth and what is cool. It is for you to create your own lotto. You have a better chance at winning your own lotto than the National Lottery, where the odds are said to be 1 in 13 million. A true entrepreneur creates his or her own luck. We knock on doors again and again and again. Even when those doors have been slammed on our faces before, we upsell to clients that we already have. We offer them discounts if they buy more. We offer them different payment terms to allow for long-term business. We improve on strategies. We buy new technologies. We form new partnerships to improve on our offering. We listen to clients. We attend seminars and do short courses. We read and read and read some more. We join organizations and forums for networking and new lessons because when we do that, our chances of winning the lotto increase dramatically. I'm not saying you should not try your luck. By all means, tata my chance. But note that no hustler depends only on luck. We depend on the hustle and the bustle. We run, we crawl, we jump, we roll, we even reverse whatever it takes to change our circumstances for the better. And that is my closing comment. From me, Rems Mabote, good night and God bless.